On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we'll be doing a Q4 2022 update for the Theta engine. Before I go on, just a reminder that I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, I apologize this update is a little late. I usually do these uh, shortly after the quarter ends, but I had some you know, stuff going on after New Year's, and then I had a couple other episodes I had to put out. So here we are. Uh, Today is January 26th, 2023. So January is almost over, but this will in fact be an update. We're going to just look at the the trade lock and activity through uh, the end of 2022. So before we jump in, if you want to follow along, you'll want to go to the Theta Engine page, which can be accessed through the Trade Busters page. So www.thetradebusters.com. Left-hand side, look for where it says there's a link for the trade um, data engine, and that will get you to the data engine strategy page. And I'm going to be focusing on the tab, which is called the 2022 trade log. So if we scroll back a bit, um, so remember this trade log is for closed trades only. So the activity is going to follow um, kind of a lag behind what the market's doing because you know, it takes time for the trades to hit profit. It takes time for them to hit a stop. But there's a kind of a good indication because obviously you guys know that Theta Engine is very correlated with the market. So if we go through the end of September, right, we had kind of another book wipe here. And, you know, a bunch of losses clustered around late September and then starting October. So let's take a look at what happened. We did have... Uh, we had a bunch of losses on September 30th and then a few in mid-October, right? And then a bunch of green after that. So I'm going to pull up a chart of SPX and we can see that around September 30th, right? There it was kind of a, a bottoming. That was one bottom and the market bounced and then kind of bottomed again around the 13th. So you can see that these kind of coincide um, with the trades at least for the stop losses anyway and this kind of makes sense so i'm i suspect that around the 30th of september right part of the book was lost and then maybe there was sort of recovery but then it came down and and knocked out one two three about five more positions Uh, if we take a look at the vix real quick around september 30th it had it peaked at around 31 and you can see when the market bounced in the next couple of weeks, you know, it dropped about 9% to um, to 28. And then there was a spike of another 70% spike of the VIX, you know, through October 13th. So that all kind of makes sense, right? But you can see that from that point forward, from September 30th, uh, sorry, from mid-October, um, the market basically, let's see, it rallied how many percent here? It probably went up like 11% and peaked around the end of October. So if we go through the trade log, you can see that there's a number of uh, profit takes all the way through the end of the year. But just want to give you a sense of, so we have a cluster of them on October 25th, October 26th, October 27th, 28th, November 1st. So that last week, and um, I suspect there was a pretty big vol collapse there. So we can see that. And if you look at VIX, October 13th, all the way through, you know, November 1st. In fact, through 
December actually, it's been going down. But by November first, it had already dropped around, you know, nineteen percent. Right, so pretty huge vol collapse there. And then of course the S and P from October thirteenth through November first, about a five percent rally. So that makes sense, right? So there's probably <clears throat> older positions that were getting tested during that leg down late September. And then I'm sure there were positions. In fact, if we look for the position um, that was actually entered on the 13th, right? If you go to the trade log, this is currently line 54. You can see that the position entered on October 13th closed on October 25th. And so that was uh, days in trade is 12, right? So very short. If you look around on this section of trade log, you'll see trades that were closed at 57 days, 28 days. These are some of the older positions. But then there was one that closed on the 12th, sorry, 12 days in. And then a few lines above that, the trade ended on October 12th. That was also around the bottom, right? That closed on October 25th as well, 13 days. So you can see that, and we've talked about this before, but you get this clustering effect where, you know, stops obviously cluster. But any positions that survive through a kind of a leg down in the market, when the market bounces, they will head towards profit. In fact, very quickly because their theta is higher, you know, their delta is probably higher as well. But any positions that are put on near the bottom, they're also moving towards profit, right? So you get this clustering where you get the older and newer trades all hitting profit target at the same time. And if we, in fact, and, and there's not really much more to say this quarter that, that's very interesting because, in fact, if we look at the trade log, you know, it's just all profit takes through the rest of the year, right? So October 25th through November 1st, that large cluster. But then through the rest of the year, it's kind of pretty regular, right? We I'm just going to read off some of these dates. Profit takes November 10th, 11th, 15th, 21st, 22nd, 30th, December 2nd, December 13th. So fairly regularly. But I'm going to read off real quick the days and trade of these positions that were coming off. So, you know, it's, you see 10, 12, 41, 54, 48. So the 48, 47, these are older positions. But then through the rest of the year, it's like pretty low days in trade. 12, 17, 16, 8, 16, 19, 18, 21, 15, 22, 20, you know, 32. There's one older, 125. So a lot of these positions were coming off three weeks or under. And remember, the long-term sort of historical average days in trade is around 26.2, right? And what's interesting is at the end of the year, um, let me check something real quick. So we do expect the average long-term days in trade to be about 26.4. But if you look at the trade log of 2022, and this is just, you know, it's sort of a random sample because we're, we're only, this particular log only has trades that were closed in year 2022, right? So it's a little arbitrary. But you can see that the average days in trade of 26.2 for the, the trades that closed that year is almost spot on to the, the long-term historical average of 26.4. So that's actually kind of interesting, right? Now, obviously, the win rate is not high this year. It's about 72%. And then so based on the average win, average loss size, you should have a theoretical premium capture rate of 15%. Um, the actual one is lower, which, of course, is because my trades were dollar-wise a little bit, well, quite a bit larger in the beginning of the year, but I'm going to have a episode uh, coming out soon. In fact, you'll see a longitudinal study on this page that has a normalized version of the strategy, but I'll, I'll put on an episode. The next one should be about the um, 
the longitudinal study, so you guys will understand that better. But again, if we focus on the win rate, the average days in trade, you know, that's kind of interesting that that's held up. So in fact, the average book size throughout the year was right around that long-term average of like 18.9 or whatever. Um, and so if, uh, if the trades were sized consistently, right, there would have been about a 15%, you know, negative 15% capture rate for that year, which isn't that bad given what the market did. So at the end of the year, we were sitting around, uh, so if you scroll over to the right, there's a running count of the profit in terms of credit multiples. So we ended the year around 30.6, 36.6 negative. And then so if we do the usual kind of projection, remember this is a project, when I talk about the break even, this is a possible break even, obviously assuming no more losses, which every time there's a loss, it pushes it forward, right? But it, just, it gives you some context. So at a 36.6 multiple, you know, based on how many positions were on the book at that time, factoring sort of the average days in trade, we were projecting for <clears throat> a potential break even date of, I think, think um, mid-March, I guess. And so right now we're still on track for that. And, you know, I'll talk about January in uh, the next quarterly update. But if you want a sneak peek, obviously you guys can see the 2023 trade log, which has just been another like 30 winners or so. So it's, it's making pretty good progress. And I think that's about it. The only thing I want to point out is during the last part of the year. Let's look at the charts for November and December real quick. Again, nothing too exciting, um, but I'm just looking here. So the market rallied off the bottom, peaked around uh, November 30th, right? That was like a 14% rally. So a lot of profit takes, not really surprising. But from November 30th through around December 28th, we actually had about a 7% drop. And if you'll notice that in the previous parts of last year, there were some times when around a seven, eight, nine percent drop was enough to hit some stops. Uh, I think this time it didn't. Nothing really came that close. Um, and this is because VIX was already somewhat elevated, so I don't think the VIX went up that much. So if we look at November 30th through December 28th, and we look at the VIX, November 30th through December 28th, it's kind of interesting because. VIX went up about 7%, right? So it was from like 20 to, you know, around 20, 21. Whereas previously in the past few book wipes, right? Early January, I think in May, late September, there was always these humongous 10, 20, 30%, you know, increases in VIX. So obviously it's very sensitive to, Vega, right? Vol expansion, which goes without saying. So it's just kind of interesting to see. And, and I'm not one to try and predict like, hey, you know, if the market is X or what's going to happen and whether we will or will not definitely hit breaking by this date or what's going to take to stop out, you know, um, stop out the positions. But we, I do these updates more just to at least show you what I look at. Not necessarily that I'm um, gonna do anything with it or change the strategy, but I think give some context for, hey, you know, what do you expect and what does the what does the strategy do, you know, under different circumstances. But in any case, um, so things are looking good, you know, after kind of a rough year, but you know, again in context, the normalized premium capture rate wasn't that bad, right? And it definitely did not 
give back all or even most of last year's gains, uh, the previous year, 2021. So again, look forward to the longitudinal study, which I think we can put the whole kind of the last two years in context. Um, but for now, let's leave it there. And then we'll look forward to seeing you on the, uh, the next quarterly update as well. Um, as always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll, of course, find all of the strategy mechanics, trade logs, as well as various essays I've written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you guys next time.